Good evening, good morning to the lovelies around the world. You are listening to Why I Drink After Work. There are moments when we are straight up what we call under the pump. The craziest tasks we gotta try to complete and, and complete efficiently to satisfy that number one human being so we can survive. And who the hell is that? The damn customer. And on top of that, if we are in a field where we are providing a service that is for, say, like a, a monumental moment in one's life, then Lord Jesus has got to take the wheel and make what seems impossible possible. The pressure, and no one knows it better than the fabulous, fabulous florist that is going to be joining us today. This lovely man and his partner own one of the top floral shops in Melbourne, and they are killing it. But it has a cost of immense pressure. Hey, boo. How are Hello. you? How are you? <laughs> very good. Very good. A busy, busy day. Oh, my goodness. What is today? If, if y'all don't know, so uh, it's, 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 it's uh, Sunday out here in uh, Australia, and I'm assuming it was a big uh, wedding day for you all? Yeah, we did, um, we did seven weddings this weekend, and we've got Valentine's Day on Wednesday, so it's all very romantic and intense at the moment. Oh, goodness. Hopefully there's a little bit of romance in your life. <laughs> we can only we can only hope. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your hectic schedule to join us this evening. I'm absolutely, absolutely super honored. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Are we chilling with wine right now? Are we taking a break? What's going on? We're chilling with the wine right now. We need it to get through to the the next round. It's what I call being medicated and motivated. <laughs> Eminem, I like that. Being medicated, motivated. So let's just get right into it real quick. So how long have you been uh, playing the floral industry? Um, 20-something years. Since I was 16, I started working in a flower shop. So, yeah, and I'm 38 now. So a bit of an old-timer in this field. But, yeah, still loving it. It's still my passion. So what, just just because all those years ago, what made you be like, no, this is what I love. This is what, this is what I want to do. Um, I, it's a bit of a tricky one because I actually started working. I start, had an apprenticeship as a sandblaster, which is not the most attractive job out there. And I just got offered to work in a little shop and it had air conditioning and music. And I thought this is the life for me and being creative. And yeah, I just started playing with flowers and then it took over my, the rest of my life. Wow, excellent, excellent, excellent. And, you know, I have seen many, many of your floral arrangements and they're absolutely gorgeous, girl. They are gorgeous. Thank you. You know, the combinations you and your team come up with are just like absolutely mind-blowing. And because of, you know, in the words of RuPaul, because of your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, your clientele. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and don't fuck it up. Oh, don't probably... fuck it Well, you know what? You know what? I like that. That's the thing. I'm glad you you brought that phrase up because let's talk about and don't fuck it up. <laughs> and, and don't fuck it up is, is actually, a, I think that's a really good, uh, how do I say, uh, topic 
for today instead of, I, I had the term pressure but meaning <laughs> pressure equals aka and don't fuck it up especially on the wedding day oh, yes right. tell, tell me about that what's it like like just I can't even imagine you know I mean I remember I think you told me um, when we were trying to organize this interview uh, that you had said you had done I believe eight weddings last yeah. week yeah yeah it's a conti- and we're in peak season at the moment so it's a continual never ending cycle of getting from through one thing through to the next and yeah it's a pretty intense what makes you want to how do I say on a daily basis you, you know you wake up but what makes you feel so confident that under these under this massive amount of pressure these are monumental moments for people what makes you feel so confident that you can just that you can just rock up perform a, you know do the floral arrangement because you know there are certain things called bridezillas and yeah. you meet with these these women all the time what is it about what you do versus someone else that makes them feel comfortable and you know with what it is that you bring to the table there's a couple of things every morning i get up and i look in the mirror and i say i will never be beaten number one <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then generally when I have my appointments with my clients, I basically, the conversations about them getting to trust my creative skill and not micromanaging me. So that takes a lot of the pressure out of the job. Um, so basically I don't really work with a client if they're too specific and too micromanaging because I know that the stress level and what's involved in that is actually not worth the outcome and I don't perform very well under that type of pressure um, so basically by the time I break break it down it's just getting the, the client to have confidence in my skills as an artist and them generally leaving it up to me I just basically work off a colour palette and get a bit of a feel for the style that they like and then they let me run with it and yeah that's where we excel How how is it how can you turn someone down though you know it's like normally it's them saying well no you know what the customer saying I, I don't think I want your services but how can you tell the customer I don't want to work with you generally you can tell pretty quickly um, I can usually tell within sort of the first 10 minutes and I use a couple of different tactics sometimes I can it depends on the language they're using with me but sometimes I can just flat out say look I don't think I'm going to be the right florist for you um, and I can even recommend several people who I think might be better for them. Um, and other times, if I feel like I can't do it that directly, I'll say something like I've just quickly looked at the calendar and I'm actually overbooked for that date. So I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> We've made a mistake. And that's before we get too involved and too into it. So you can generally tell. And it's and I know I've gone down that path where I've followed through on the job. And then by the time everything's gone wrong and you've dealt with like hours and hours of back and forward with this client you know at the end of it that it just simply wasn't worth it so after doing it for many years I know how to cut that quite short now and we just get straight on to the clients that we want to work with mm, okay all right real talk real talk so you uh, and your partner have been at have had this um uh, shop in Melbourne for about how long uh, we're coming on to our sixth year now. Oh my yeah. goodness. 
it's so beautiful it's actually so beautiful i mean i love it i love it i love it, I love it. <laughs> um it's giving me goosebumps a little bit so to come on success and you two have had great success and with great success comes actually great responsibility to stay on top of the playing field stay on top of the game and to stay on top you do in turn uh, incur a lot of pressure and it's yep yeah, it's and don't fuck it up yeah um can you ex can you give us a moment in time where you just wanted to poke your eyes out <laughs> Oh, there's been plenty of those. I, I, a lot of times in Melbourne in traffic and you've got deadlines and you need to be somewhere, I've face-planted my face into the steering wheel several times and, yeah, that's always lots of fun. But, you know, it's, it's at times things do happen and they're outside of your control and you literally do, you perform miracles and we've never, ever not, not gotten a job not done. Like, it's come very, very close to the deadline and... We just, you know, and you can kind of hold people off for a little bit longer if there's something not quite right until you get it done. Because we do a lot of things suspended from ceilings and big structural things. It's not just like a bunch of flowers placed on the table. And some of the venues give us like literally a half an hour bump in times because they're like a restaurant or that they've got to operate and then turn everything around and then um, be set up as a wedding reception. So we, we run for our lives at times and it is yeah pretty intense and you get to see my stress face and my yelling voice but you know we get it done and yeah everybody's happy and after years and years of doing it I know the right amount of people to bring with me and mm. which alleviates the pressure on that as well and just delegating and getting everyone um task specific before we get there and yeah that's how we roll what do you do you feel as though that you how mm, how do you cope with the pressure that 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 comes about when it comes to weddings or just you know momentous occasions? How do you cope? Um, I think I changed my thinking around stress. So for me, um, I don't view stress as a bad thing anymore. It's kind of more of my body's gearing up and I'm getting ready to respond to the pressure and it's naturally supposed to do that. So I've just changed the thinking around it. It's not so much like a dread, dreadful sort of thing. Now it's like a challenge and how am I going to be able to overcome this challenge and what do I need to do to get through it? So it's a lot more, it's more of a positive way of thinking about it rather than, oh, well, it's me, the pressure's so intense, we're all going to die. And yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's just changing the way you think about it. And then once you overcome that job, you go, wow, that actually wasn't that bad. And then you go, I can take on something bigger the next time. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you just, yeah, you, you keep going and you, get, you start to realize the only person that's limiting is yourself. So if you don't think that way, then, you know, you can overcome anything. How do you feel when it comes to the customers that you deal with? Meaning, do you feel that they understand um, what it is that you are trying to achieve for them? The, of course, the ultimate very best. Um, but how can you bring them to your level and say, you know, I'm sure you've had those 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 bridezillas or husband, you know, I don't even know what you call a husband. <laughs> that that's a hot mess and no idea but you know how do you bring them down to your level how do you make how do you have them trust you that's the thing yeah because um, it's, it's an event that happens hopefully once in people's lifetime 
big yeah. I think once they sit down and start talking with me and I literally show them images of a lot of our work, our reputation is very well built now. So like a lot of people know our Instagram account and know our work all around Melbourne. So it's kind of the days of us having to justify who we are and what we do. Um, it's kind of gone. We had a lot of that in the beginning where I had to like really like drum up, this is what we do. And I had to go into detail about it. But now we're at the point where, you know, basically our reputation just, yeah, outweighs. A, like, I literally, I can't remember the last time I got a client where I had to prove myself. And it feels so good to get to that point. Like, we're in our sixth year and, yeah, everyone comes to us because they know our work and our reputation, what we do. And, yeah, and Instagram's a huge part of that because the visuals are there. So people follow us and see it and, yeah, it speaks for itself. I have heard that you have had to, um, a few a year or two back, kick some bitches out of your stove. Yeah, we kick so, a few bitches out. That's the retail set. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell us a little bit about? That? And, and you had no shame. You had no shame. So no. I believe that because of your <laughs> reputation. You had some celebrities up in there a few times. Uh, you, you you had to tell them. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about respect, you know. It's just mm. respect. Sometimes people treat, uh, especially in the retail sector, when it comes to us doing events and weddings, we it, the client seems to be a bit more respectful in that area because it's a one-on-one appointment. But then when you're dealing with a bricks-and-mortar retail store, and you've got people just walking into your store, you can get a whole broad range of different attitudes and yeah. So that's when we've bumped into some very interesting characters and basically just treating you subhuman and yeah, I just don't really put up with that crap and I'm very direct. I just basically tell them that their behavior or what they're saying is inappropriate and not respectful and not nice and that they need to take their business elsewhere. And uh, a lot of people will automatically change their attitude and apologize or other people will just walk out. But there's not much that they can really come back to if you say it in sort of a respectful way. Like I don't start going off my chops and screaming and swearing. and <laughs> So I just basically let them know that their behavior is incorrect. <laughs> Goodness. It, it seems as though in, in your field, you somehow have to make the impossible possible you know i'm sure that uh, how how is it when you take you're taking all these you know you guys, you guys call it gigs or what's the term or i said weddings or events or whatnot um and you're you 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 lay it out for the team and the team's like how in the hell are we gonna do all this how is it as you as a business owner um can keep the momentum and 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 the positivity and the faith mm-hmm. within your you know your your fam- your staff, which is probably also your family. Yeah, look, that's not easy because, but I think the thing is, we are a family, so we don't always have the the happy face on. Like everyone's free to express themselves, and when you're down, you're down, and when you're feeling good, you're feeling good. And I think that's what family is all about, and that's how we do treat one another. And I think that's the thing that matters too, is everybody knows when the pressure is on and they all pitch in and they all do extra and they 
everyone pulls their weight and some more because we, we are a family and do work together like a team. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm very grateful. I have the most amazing manager who I trained when she was like 15, 16, and she's come back to me and she's like my other sort of my my mainstay in the store and helps me organize everybody and all the staff and a lot of the big jobs and without her it would be a massive struggle so you know and there's lots of other people like Shane helps in so many other areas as well so it's just yeah everybody sort of has a role and we all pull together and when the pressure's on everybody jumps in and gets even more hardcore and at those times too it's amazing what happens you rally together and you become like a stronger closer unit as opposed to when things are quite easy so mm. you know a bit of tribulation is good for the family unit yeah absolutely absolutely and it does it does it's it's it sounds very very i guess uh, uh corny but it is true it's there is no i in team and to get in, in team together everyone achieves more and that's so it's, it's so fucking true and i hate how corny it is <laughs> but it it, it 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 definitely is true yeah. so do you i it sounds as though just in the, the the tone in your voice that you love what you do yeah i do i do i've gone off and done other things and then come back to this again and yeah, I love it. I do love it. I do a lot of the hard yards, so I do a lot of the 2am markets because I'm a bit of a control freak about what type of flowers come into the store and for, for the events and stuff. So I do a lot of the hard yards, like the 2am's, the midnight pack downs and all the stuff that kind of behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realise goes into this. But And that's probably the only part where I start to find it a little bit hard from time to time. Um, but then, you know, when I'm creating some mega structure and it all comes together and you see the beautiful photos and you get everybody's reaction and you're like, oh, this is why I love what I do. And you're creating something different, like all the time we're reinventing what we're doing it keeps your soul and passion alive it's yeah i would couldn't imagine doing anything else mm, that is so that's, that's beautiful that's beautiful to hear because there's so many people that 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 do not like what they do and they go they and you know they do their job day in and day out and they do it just just to yeah they need they, they need to fucking change that shit yep <laughs> <laughs> yes yes is what if anything that you would want if there was say say for example you had a customer that came in and they thought that you know you could just create magic and and you just how do I say you thought excuse me they thought that you could just create magic out of the side of your head <laughs> or just out of your ass whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, I'm, my, my words aren't right right now I'll be honest with you because I did have a few to drink before I did this interview <laughs> before I came here but what I'm saying what is it that you would love people to know about the floral industry that's maybe some misconceptions yeah I think I touched on it a little bit just before um, particularly about the hard work that's involved in it I think a lot of people have this image in their head we get a lot of office workers come across to our store and they come in and they've come out of their office and they go oh I would just love to play with flowers it's just like so magical and oh it looks like so breezy and easy and it's just like you you're kind of in the back of your head going if you got up at 2am and you were lugging giant buckets around 
you know, weigh like 40 kilos and <laughs> and then you're like building these giant things and you've got all this pressure and these deadlines and racing around. And I think there's very few people that would actually do this job just because of the labor intensive role of it. Um, and I think people just have this vision that you tiptoe through the tulip fields like throwing petals into the air and the, <laughs> the, the reality is very different. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's what I would love people to know that this, there's so many hardworking people in this industry and and yeah, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that it's just a very cruisy, easy, you know, chilled kind of vibe going on. <laughs> And it's not. And it's not. <laughs> and, and it's not. And it's not. Oh, and it well, kind of things that value too, because I think a lot of people don't, mm. don't appreciate, because it's a very perishable item. So they don't true, kind of, they don't, true. they don't get the appreciation of kind of what its worth is. And it, I think it, if they understood the work that went into the background of it, because when you buy flowers from a market, you've already so basically the growers bought them to a market there's a wholesaler that then resells that product then the florist goes and buys that then the florist brings it back to the store then the staff condition those flowers then those flowers get made up into a product then somebody has to deliver that product so it goes through literally six or seven chains of hands and that's a lot for one product to get to an end result so there's a huge amount of work right from growing all the way through to turning it into something and then having it delivered so I think if people got that then they'd start to go oh that's why flowers cost what they cost <laughs> and it's not it's not like you're like I'm not charging this just because you're like yo this is there's a lot of work and time and and love yeah that goes into it exactly wow. Wow, wow, wow. You just you just you just put us up on game. Absolutely. <laughs> you you did. Oh man. Well thank you so so much for being here with us this evening and giving us just the breakdown on the floral industry. We wish you much, much more success this year and I know Valentine's Day is coming up, the day of love. And uh, I know you're going to be wanting to pull some of those hairs out and poke some of those eyes out. <laughs> but I know you got this. So yeah. thank you so much. Absolute joy. Thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. All right. Well, you all have heard it here uh, from the wonderful florist in Melbourne. Um, we are going to keep it anonymous just for, you know, just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, we do appreciate you taking the time out. And um, brother, you just keep on keeping on, keep on hustling and making that money and kicking those bitches out your store when they don't respect you. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Love it. We don't care how famous you are. We don't go name no names. Mm -hmm. You have to be like, you had to go. <laughs> but they got out the door. Exactly. All right, All right my friend. Thank you so much. And um, you have a good evening. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.